0: Welcome to the official Brandon Richie Substat Podcast episode. Today's date is September the 27th, 2022. And remember that this podcast is a, a map for helping you to be a zenith during chaotic times. And we're definitely living in chaotic times. And today I want to start out by discussing and posing a question for you Are you captured? Are you captured? And when I say you, I'm, 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 I mean that broadly. I mean uh, you, myself, uh, society at large. So are we, are we captured? Uh, the thing about this, what do, what do I mean by this? What I mean is this. So when I was uh, in my early 20s, I had jobs where I was working, you know, a few jobs where I worked for other people, fresh out of college, and I quickly, well, I say quickly, over the course of a few years, realized that it was very difficult. I found it very difficult for myself to work for other people, Uh, not because I wasn't a team player or I couldn't offer anything of value or any of that, but it was just that I realized numerous times whether I tried to do something to contribute to the company or or whatever it was that I was completely beholden to to someone else I was completely beholden to the way they wanted to do business by the way they wanted to make rules the way they wanted to to run the business to to steer the direction of the company and to their decisions in general if they felt like they needed to make a cut or whatever I was Like any employee, I was at their mercy. And so it took some time for this to sink in. But once it did, that's when I realized to start my own business. And so I started my fitness business circa 2005. So this this is what I mean by being captured. And I, I pose the question because society at large, we could argue, is captured right now. How? Well... Let's examine this. Like right now, I've got an interesting article here in front of me by US News, usnews.com, that talks about some of the crazy market chaos we saw last week. This one involves Ford Motor Company. Here's the headline. The Ford loses $3.1 billion hit by investment and chip shortage. All right, so they're hit with these losses, and they report these, uh, not to mention FedEx last week, the stock prediction on FedEx, the bottom fell out of that one, and uh, boy, that was a shock, so I think both of these are, are definitely signals signals to us in terms of the direction of the economy, but how do these companies, these billion-dollar companies, how do they miss this? Or how do they not see this coming? We clearly have, as we know, or as you may or may not know, you know, Taiwan is a big chip producer, so much so that they, I think, produce close to 60% of the world's chip production that goes in vehicles like Ford Motor Company vehicles, the trucks and the cars and the refrigerators and all of these appliances, right? This is a huge, huge... uh, problem that's central to our economy, and to think that we allowed this to happen, we allowed ourselves to be captured. Now, I'm not faulting Taiwan, not at all. I'm faulting us for allowing our production of this vital substance to be offshored and not have that production here onshore so that we never have to worry about having such a shortage. This is where supply comes in, economics, right? So, so now if you listen to the Fed, they're all, and you listen to the current regime, they're all talking about demand, the demand side. It's all Keynesian, they wanna spend more money. So here you are, you're captured to that. Your dollar has been devalued and the Fed continues to print more money it's a colloquial term. I get it. It's, it's, it, it's digital. It's fiat currency. It's basically digital money, right? But the point being is they continue to spend, spend, spend. And so the dollars, well, all these dollars floating around, all these extra dollars and all this debt, we, we, we have a weaker dollar. It's inflated. So the price of things go up. So here we are having to pay more. All right. So we are beholden to this system. We are captured by this system. And and this is uh, part of why I want to talk about, you know, if you look at the Fed, I mean, like this morning, uh, I was listening to Steve Cortez, the economist, and he was talking about how even the treasury bonds, the 10-year treasury, it points to chaotic time, chaotic times in the market looking ahead. I mean... He said, basically, the bond market is like, right now, it's like the bank, where uh, the bank is telling you, you and I, (laughs) the bank being uh, the bond market in this case, are looking at us and expecting us not to be able to pay back our debt. So it demands high interest rates. It demands those interest rate payments. So here we got the Fed ticking up interest rates. The problem is they've already printed all the money, and they're doing this now it it's it's a little late so now they're driving the economy down so you have a stagnant economy and now they're inflating the dollar so you have what you have is stagflation now so this is where we are and we're beholden to it but we're beholden to it and we're captured by it because we've allowed ourselves to be right and this is this is the the whole point of today's episode and I'll let you know guys I was supposed to have a, a a gentleman on today a guest the reason I'm solo is he had to cancel because he lives down in Florida and 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 he had to he, he's evacuating his family to get out from the hurricane that's coming in later this week so safety first so we want to I'll have Brian back on later but this is uh but I wanted to get this out because I wanted to talk about the importance of the development of and continued development of a parallel economy. And and what that means is we've had these old institutions in place for too long. Excuse me. And these institutions have grown and they've gotten complacent in a way and they've gotten, there is no competition to not to, to threaten them in order to keep them in check. There's no oversight to these institutions. And what I mean by this is look at the media, the media the, the media cycle the last couple of years, there you've been able to direct the narrative. How does that work? Well, you have the cable, you know, the, the cable legacy news system. So you have your typical your CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, CNBC, etc. And you have a cable package and if you don't if you're streaming that's good that's part of the streaming part is part of this new parallel economy that's starting to thrive um, basically as a revolt of the old system but nonetheless the old system's been around and the old system has rooted in And the old system has quite a base following due to its existence for the last several decades. So from that standpoint, we've gotten comfortable and we've allowed the institutions of these major media sources, big tech, um, and these big companies to somewhat direct our society, right? So... Today, I want to talk about the importance of we, the reason why, and this is the sole reason why we need to continue to grow, stimulate, grow, and support a new ecosystem, a new parallel economy. This is where you start to see apps be developed for and use and, and other news sources to pop other podcast episodes like this one. Like Joe Rogan, like um, some of these others, like the War Room. You see these new, these new, um, these new alternative sources grow, and they're starting to spread. And this is exactly the remedy for us to not get caught up in a situation, in likes the ones that I've described here at the beginning of the show with. With us being captured by, what our currency, the Fed, by uh, a, a huge establishment, we need more car companies. I mean, look, I'm a I like Ford. I'm a Ford guy. Ford is a uh, you know American muscle. I love Ford, and I have stock in Ford. But if Ford's the only the only car producer. Uh, we have problems. You you know, we need more car producers. We need more free market enterprise. And I know there's other car producers, but then again, we have the involvement of what? We have the involvement of the government. And you got to understand that when the moment a subsidized dollar, the moment a company receives one cent from the government, the free market goes out the window. And this is how you get these these large corrupted institutions over time, right? Now, I will say this, and I will, as a caveat, I got to give Ford Motor Company a lot of credit because even now, even though I'm not a big fan of the EVs, I don't care for electric vehicles, and that's a whole other rabbit hole to go down. But the whole baseline of green energy is all fossil fuel based, and it's just insane to think that we can just flip a switch and and go to green energy uh, tomorrow, even in the next five years or ten years. It's just not going to happen. It can't happen. So so it's a, it's a fallacy. So the whole point of this is that we have to understand how to utilize the free market system, how to develop alternative sources, and then we don't end up captured any more than we already are. And what we're realizing, I think many of us are realizing – if you look at your retirement plan right now, if you look at your, uh, you know, the cost of um, the cost of living, and look at the, uh, you know, if you're if you're in need of a of a of a new car or a used car for that matter, you look at the market. It's 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 out of control. The housing market, uh, houses are way inflated, overpriced. So here's what we got, right? So we're looking at all this. You see all these numbers. You see all this in the economy, all this chaos. And it's because we have gotten comfortable with the systems that we have. And this is why we need a new ecosystem. This is precisely why we need a new ecosystem. A new ecosystem of companies that share our values, share our beliefs. I always hear, people. for years I've heard people say, when they invest in the market or when they reference uh, business, they just say, oh, well, you know, it's about profits. That's all that matters. It's about profits. Look, I'm a capitalist. I am a very much a libertarian leaning uh, or a libertarian with a somewhat of a populist lean um, American. And I, I love free market enterprise. I love capitalism. I love competition. And I believe in it. And I believe in making money. I believe in entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship. (coughs) Excuse me. But with that being said, with that being said, I do not believe in making money as a bottom line, uh, be damned everything else, selling out the country, Selling out my freedoms, sell, selling out my liberties—that does not trump my constitutional civil liberties, right? So, and it shouldn't yours either. I mean, that 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 is not free market. The moment you start doing that, it is not true uh, American free market enterprise. It is something else. And 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 we can debate this all day long, but I'll tell you right now, it's just. When, when we allow certain companies to, to be backed and propped up and to have offices that deal directly with the Fed, like Wall Street has, like just since the 2008 bubble burst and you had the big bank bailouts, you had these offices set up to, uh, with the banks to deal directly with the Fed. And fast forward, and here we are, and, and our dollars are inflated through the roof. We've got $31 trillion in debt, and they keep printing more money. So you got to, and you look around, you see the cost of living just skyrocket, and you scratch your head and wonder why. Well, this is why. We have gotten too comfortable with our current systems. And all I'm saying is, in the good old spirit of entrepreneurship, and free market enterprise, and in, comp- in the spirit of competition—excuse <coughs> me—it means we need. It means we need a new ecosystem. We need a parallel economy, and these parallel economies and these alternative platforms are happening. So the path to freedom happens with self-optimization. So I want to look at that now. So that's an interesting quote. I, I actually just came up with that on my own. I was thinking through it, and I was looking at some of this stuff as I was reading through the Ford article, reading through the FedEx stock, the plummet from last week, and uh, and listening to, to Steve Cortez this morning on the economic news. It just hit me. You know, the path to freedom happens with self-optimization. So... For me, <clears throat> I come at this from a health and fitness background. So when I uh, was faced with what happened two years ago, like many of you, with COVID, the pandemic, I I realized with the lockdowns and what I saw with friends and colleagues, where they lost everything and had to flee the big cities like New York, and it, my own business being impacted directly, I realized very quickly. That, um, that I needed to do something to change it. And, and what I could not understand was from a health standpoint, I thought, well, <clears throat> I can come at this from a health and fitness standpoint. And optimal health means that I'm not having to go to the doctor very often. Optimal health means that I'm more in control of my health that I'm less dependent on other institutions like the medical institution I'm less dependent on uh, other specialists I'm less dependent on the pharmaceutical institutions so self optimization in terms of health self optimization of, of your own health and fitness it makes you independent from these institutions more so. Now, are there exceptions? Sure. There's always exceptions to the rule, but as I've always said, the rule exists for a reason. There are exceptions to the rule, but the rule exists for a reason. So this is why I want to look at this. Self-optimization from a health and fitness standpoint alone makes you independent from these med the medical institution, the pharmaceutical institutions, so on and so forth. All right. Furthermore, there's less federal money that needs to be spent for what? Medicaid, Medicare. So guess what? You're less beholden to the spending. You get, you give, not that the government needs a whole lot of reason to spend money, but you give them a le- less of a reason, one less reason or two less reasons to have to spend anything on Medicare or Medicaid or or any of these government programs involving your health. And this is the direction I'm coming at it from here. And this is precisely why, (coughs) from a media standpoint, or whether it's a a, a new media platform or, or platforms, plural, like this one, or others, uh, podcast or personalities or if it's a another car producer to compete with Ford and GM or whatever it may be these this this we have to foster and support this environment for this new ecosystem and I got to tell you I think it's happening I think it's happening I own stock in uh, Rumble Rumble is a competitor to YouTube um and Rumble is a publicly traded company and it happened rather fast and they they have stocks on the you know that you can purchase you can purchase Rumble stocks and invest in the company and the company's growing i have not to be fair i have not checked the stock as of late so probably like much of the market it's down i'm sure but but regardless uh, the stock was pretty strong and held steady even very early on. And the platform itself is growing users by the day. So the this was one example. So we have to back these. If you want to live and, and, and you wanted to blaze a trail or a path to freedom, this happens with your self-optimization too. If you're in a job that you're you feel captured by or if you're in a scenario you feel captured by, you can figure out a way to blaze your own trail. You can do it. You just need to figure out an idea, you need to figure out what people need. And then once you figure out what people around you need, if you if you can figure out a way to supply that need and to meet that need, then you can charge money for it. And this could be through a product or a service or whatever. But you have the ability to do that, and I want to encourage you to do that. I want to also encourage you to get your health in check. You know, I've been in the fitness industry for years as a strength conditioning coach. I teach people how to move. I will tell you right now that mobility is the closest thing there is to the fountain of youth. If you keep your joints mobile... Your joints will pay back dividends. And the more the the better you are able to move with less restricting, or less restriction, you're more capable of doing more work. And the more work you're capable of doing in terms of fitness, you're more capable of achieving bigger and bigger results. You know, it's sort of like you gotta look at your body like a car. If you maintain the car, you keep the oil in the engine, keep the clean oil in, keep the fuel lines clean, keep good tires on it, you keep good brakes on it, that car is going to run at optimal levels. But if you allow the tires to wear out, the brakes to wear out, the engine oil to lose viscosity, you blow an engine, guess what? The car stops running or it runs poorly. Your body's the same way. And this is precisely why I wanted to get into to, to this discussion today. So you, we have to develop this new ecosystem. <coughs> and this is exactly why this platform exists. This is precisely why I started this platform in the first place. And with you guys at the helm... We can spread this message, and this is exactly why we can't allow ourselves to be uh, to become beholden to this. This is a prime example. You know, you, you got to understand that in the in the information game, the media can can set the tone. They can set the narrative, and so there there are competing narratives out there now that there are alternative sources. So you may have one narrative that kind of makes sense to you, and one that doesn't. But nonetheless, if you have two opposing narratives to compare, then you can then draw your own conclusions as to what makes the most sense. Because you got to understand, when people used to say, well, I want to return to the days of where media was unbiased, well, there was no such thing. There's no such thing as unbiased media. Because human beings, at their very nature, are biased. Therefore, the media will be biased, always. They always have been. That, that, that's a fallacy in and of itself. Everything's propaganda, right? And there are always competing narratives. The question is, though, with the with, with competing narratives, you can better draw your own conclusions as to what makes the most sense for you, for your family, and you can make those decisions. Because if you don't have an opposing viewpoint and you only have one viewpoint, you're only used to one viewpoint. And even if you're an independent thinker, you might not agree with that one viewpoint. But you may be lacking uh, in terms of information as to what that other viewpoint could be unless that other viewpoint is allowed to be presented to you. Right. So this is the whole this is the whole point. Knowledge begins with ideas. Ideas begin with our thoughts. And this is how we translate. This is how we communicate. And this is how we shape our reality. And and, and with this, this is the power of developing a new ecosystem, a a new parallel economy where we can support those alternative platforms that make most sense to us or at the very least they offer us an alternative source to help us draw a better conclusion even if we don't fully agree with it so so my thing is the more information the better um i don't believe in shutting down dissent a dissenting opinion should always be allowed Keep in mind that anyone that can win over people's hearts and minds in the realm of ideas, they don't need to shut down opposition. In fact, if my ideas are good enough to win your heart and mind, then I'm going to be confident in that, and I'm going to invite all comers. I'm going to invite all other dissent and challenge other dissent. Because I know if my ideas are the best, mine are going to prevail in the end. The problem is, is we now, because we're captured, we only have one viewpoint that's telling us and, 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 and wanting to shut down opposing viewpoints. So that should tell you all you need to know right there about where we are in terms of how captured we are as a society. So this is what I'm getting at. This is how we, we overcome um, the problems that we have. And the problems that we have are numerous. They're financial. They're, they're a lack of growth. It's a lack of culture. Uh, remember, I, I, you know, like I said, everything is about competing, competing um, narratives. So like when I heard, when I was pacing my living room floor during the COVID lockdowns, Pandemic lockdowns. I remember being angry. Um, My business was impacted. I saw friends lose everything. I remember being furious, and I remember thinking to myself, "Why is this happening? What was happening?" Because there was a real um, one perspective being being thrown upon society at that point in time regarding the pandemic. And there was no competing, no alternative dissenting opinion. And if there was, it was shut down largely by big tech, by other media platforms. And that right there told me all I needed to know in regards to what we were dealing with. And I think if you're listening to this, if you're intellectually honest, you can agree with that. You can agree with that standpoint. If you can't agree with it, then tell me why shutting down... An opposing viewpoint is good at all. You know, I, I believe that's the whole point. That's the whole point of free speech. So so this is precisely why we need a new ecosystem, because we want to we want to give rise to something new and fresh. Something new, fresh, and good, something dynamic, something that is driven. Out of goodness, because that thing, that very thing has been suppressed by the old and the big and the rotted, the old, big, rotted tree that's been taking up all the space and in, 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 in basically shading, shading the growth of new plant seeds is it, it's time for it to go. And this is why this is exactly why we need the new ecosystem. And this is the key message that I wanted to get and to communicate communicate across to you today. And I hope you guys can appreciate that. I think you guys and gals will appreciate that. And I think you understand fully where I'm coming from. And on that note, <clears throat> I'm going to close this out. And I'm going to uh, I'm going to reschedule the next guest and have him on probably hopefully in the next week or so. But in the meantime, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode on new ecosystems. Don't be captured wherever you are. Start looking and examining and and realizing that the path to freedom happens with your self-optimization. And I know that you are ready to be there. And you can get there and you can influence others to get there as well. And do that by helping to share this episode, if you would. So remember, without your help, guys, this does not work. If you want to help others and to give others a map for helping them to be a zenith during chaotic times, please share this episode, this podcast, subscribe. Uh, Give me a star rating, a five-star rating if you like it on Spotify. And make sure you subscribe to me at brandonrichie.substack.com. Also, make sure you connect with me on Facebook and Getter. Uh, I will be here. I'm always, uh, always open to your suggestions, and I love talking about current events and optimizing yourself. So please make sure you connect, give it a share, and in the meantime, stay strong, stay focused, stay active, and have a great day. Take care.